Thank you for joining us this Friday on Hope for Today with Pastor Doug. And the title of our message is called Reasons to Rejoice. It comes from the book of Romans chapter 5. And I've preached from this before. I'm not sure if I recorded the podcast with it or not. But the Lord just put it on my heart today that we have many reasons to rejoice. Even when we look around and see all that's going on in the world, as Christians, we have a reason to rejoice. Shall we pray? Our gracious Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you for this Friday. We thank you that you brought us through the week, no matter what kind of week it was. But Lord, we thank you that you helped us to open our eyes today, that you gave us a new day, that you are the reason for us to rejoice, to know joy, a joy deep down in our hearts, deep down in our minds, a joy and a peace that passes all human understanding, a joy that can only come from you. So, Lord, we pray this Friday that you remind us in your word about this peace, about this joy that passes all understanding, a joy that we can have as Christians, Lord, there are many Christians in the world today that that walk around no different than the world because they don't know this joy. They don't know this peace that passes all understanding. Or, Lord, they've lost that. They've stepped away. Or they've just given up and just going through the motions. So, Lord, as we bring this podcast today, we ask that you remind us who we are in you and what you give us, this peace, this joy that bubbles up and overflows. So, Lord, we ask it in your mighty name. Amen. Amen. So our scripture comes from Romans chapter 5, and we'll begin reading with verse 1. It says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have a peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into grace in which we now stand. And we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings, because we know that sufferings produce perseverance, perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not disappoint us, because God has poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit, whom he has given us. You see, just at the right time, when we are still powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good man someone might possibly dare die. But God demonstrated his love for us in this, while we were still yet sinners. Christ died for us. In a verse of scripture that you've heard me mention many times, John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. And 17 says, God sent his Son into the world, not to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Hallelujah for that. 
Verse 9 says, Since we have been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his Son, Jesus Christ. How much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Not only is this so, but we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have been received, or we have received reconciliation, God's love. Therefore, just as sin entered the world through one man, and death through sin, in this way death came to all men, but all sinned. For before the law was given, sin was in the world, but sin is not taken into account where there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even over those who did not sin by breaking a command, as Adam did, who was a pattern of the one to come. But the gift is not like trespasses, for if many died by trespasses of one man, how much more did God's grace and gift that came by the grace of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow to many? Again, the gift is not like the results of one man's sin. The judgment followed one sin and brought condemnation, but the gift followed many trespasses and brought justification. It put us in right relationship with God. For if by trespasses of one man's death reigned through one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness reign in this life through one man, Jesus Christ? Consequently, just as the result of one trespasses was condemnation for all men, also the result of one act of righteousness was justification that brought life to all men. For just as through the disobedience of one man the many were made sinners, so also through the obedience of one man the many will be made righteous. The law was added so that trespasses might increase. But where sin increased, grace increased all the more, so that just as sin reigned in death, so also grace might reign through the righteousness to bring eternal life through the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Wow, that's a lot of information in the scriptures today. A lot. But there's reasons to rejoice. You say, Pastor, what are you talking about? All this talks about sin and death and, and grace and, and eternal life. But that's our hope. That's what we were talking about when we talked about the, res, uh, the hope of the resurrection the other day and when we were talking about yesterday, our hope in Jesus. This is what the scripture is all about. As we said, if the resurrection never happened, then we would still be within our sin. We could never atone for it. All the animal sacrifices yearly being done would not have solved the problem, would not have reconciled us to God. 
But the Bible tells us here that, you know, we are justified through faith. It's faith, faith of a mustard seed. If you've ever seen a mustard seed, it's very, very small. But yet the tree grows up to be a big tree, and birds love to nest in it. Think about it. Something so small, but yet it will grow into something so big. So the Bible tells us that we are justified through faith. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we gain access by faith into grace in which we now stand. Is your faith on solid rock today, or is your faith on sinking sand? It sounds like a lot of things coming together, but it makes sense today that our peace comes from the Lord Jesus Christ. It comes from God, but it's through the sacrificial death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ that gives us the hope, that gives us access to this faith. We believe and we can stand. We rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. You know, we think of hope. Hope is sometimes believing in things that we don't always we don't always see, but we know, our spirit knows. I know that sounds kind of, kind of different, but think about it. We rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. God is awesome. God is powerful. The Bible tells us not only so do we glorify in the hope, that we rejoice in the hope of the glory of God, not only so, but we also rejoice in our sufferings. We've talked about this many, many times, sufferings. No one wants to suffer. No one wants to have back pain. No one wants to have uh, this illness or that illness or this situation, or they don't want to struggle. But suffering produces perseverance. You know, sometimes when we go through something and we come through it, with the grace of God and with the power of God, we persevere, we continue on. Even in the midst of suffering, we continue with the hope of the glory of God. So it says perseverance produces character. That's who we are, a character. You know, we have a slang sometimes in America where we say, uh, this person's a character, mainly because of the way they act, what they do, what they say. You know, they have a personality. All of these things make a character. But you think about that. Perseverance produces character. Who we are, what we say, what we do. People look at us. You know, the Bible tells us that we are a peculiar people. Peculiar is a big word. But we are a people that are set apart for the service of God. We are a people that pe we are a people that live as God calls us to live. You know, sometimes when we use the word Christian, it's in general. But we are the word Christian has the word Christ in it, and we are to be Christ-like. Scripture tells us about we are to be imitators of Christ. You know, it doesn't mean to be imitation, but it means to live, to walk, 
as Christ walked. He set the example. That's what it's all about today. And character produces hope. Our hope is in Christ today. Our hope does not disappoint us. You know, you say, Pastor, well, you know, I've been disappointed by God many times. But in human understanding, we look at disappointment as saying, okay, God didn't listen to me, or God didn't answer my prayer, or God didn't heal me of this, or God didn't do this, God, you know, it's easy to complain. But think about it today. Hope does not disappoint us. Because God poured out his love into our hearts by the Holy Spirit that he has given us. When he said, when Jesus ascended into heaven, he was going to send a comforter. He wasn't going to leave us by ourselves. You know, I thank God for the Holy Spirit that convicts us when we're, when we're you know, when we need to be uh, reminded. It's like that warning bell. I heard Charles Stanley say one time, it's like a warning bell going off. You know, ding, 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 you're, you're crossing that line or, you know what? This is not what you should be doing. This is not Christ-like. It's a reminder. You know, sometimes people have muffled that bell. You know, think about it today. Our character produces hope. But the hope does not disappoint us. Our hope is built on Jesus' blood and righteousness. It's what the scripture tells us today. You see that Jesus, at the right time, when we were powerless, Christ died for the ungodly. He gave us that hope. Think about it. God demonstrated his love for us while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us, and he was resurrected to give us the hope of eternity. He walks with us. He talks with us. Bible tells us in verse 9, since we have been justified by his blood, how much more shall we be saved from God's wrath through him? For if we were God's enemies, we were reconciled through to him through the death of his son, Jesus Christ. And it goes on and tells us about sin entered the world through one man, that was Adam, and death through sin. It came to all men, all women, all of humanity. You say, Pastor, that's not fair. Why should I be responsible for, for what Adam did? But the scripture is clear here. It says, all men, because of Adam's sin, we, had, we would face judgment. For, be, for before the law was given, sin was in the world. But sin is not taken into account when there is no law. That means knowing right from wrong, having rules, saying this is, the, this is right, that is right, because there, there's no way to know. But nevertheless, death reigned from the time of Adam to the time of Moses, even over those who did not sin by breaking the command, as Adam did. But it meant that we were all accountable. Today, we're still all accountable 
because of what Adam did. We have to come into that knowledge that we are sinners. And what Christ did for us, what God sent his Son into the world, not to condemn the world, but that the world, through his sacrificial death and resurrection, redeemed us, reconciled us into right relationship. But each person has to come to that knowledge that they are a sinner and that they are in need of a Savior. People say, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that religious stuff. Each and every knee will bow, the scripture tells us, and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. But the scripture is clear. We have reasons to rejoice today because this gift that was given to us by God, it reminds us God's grace, the gift that came by the grace of one man, that's Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He gave it, it says, may it flow over many. It means all have that opportunity. No one is excluded. But the reminder tells us the judgment that followed one sin brought condemnation, but the gift of God followed many trespasses and brought justification. It put us in right relationship. But we have to confess. We have to believe. We have to realize we're a sinner in need of God's grace, that unmerited favor you've heard me mention before. It tells us, for if by trespasses of one man, death reigned through one man, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace, here's that word again, grace, of the gift of righteousness, reign in the life through one man, Jesus Christ. He's the hope. He's the reason to rejoice today. Think about it today. You know, the Bible gives us tells us that we, we can be redeemed, we can be restored, we can be justified before God. But we have to remember our reason to rejoice today. The hope of glory in God. You know, we all long for joy. We want to experience this joy of pure delight, Something beyond description sometimes. But you know, life's joys sometimes are elusive. You know, we can be happy, happy one way, but joy is something totally different. It can be here today and gone tomorrow if we live by the way of the world. We can live today in a pure joy, enduring joy, a joy and we can know a peace that passes all understanding. Even when suffering intrudes into our life. You've heard me mention that. Paul tells us here in chapter 5 of Romans. To stay firm. In the foundation of knowing who we are in Christ. 
He gives us a lasting reason to rejoice. That's what it's all about this this afternoon, this morning. Our lasting reason to rejoice. What kind of things make you happy or, or give you joy? Sometimes they're temporary. But the word tells us here that there's an eternal joy, our hope of glory. We can rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. That's what it's all about. We can rejoice in suffering. We can rejoice in the good times. We can rejoice when we're going through trials and tribulations. Because we know that Jesus Christ is our hope. We know that God restores us, redeems us. It's what it's all about today, folks. Rejoicing. I think there's a song that said, Rejoice in the Lord always, whether they're good times or bad times. You know, I heard a song yesterday, uh, Oh, How He Loves Us, by David Crowder. And you know, if you have time to look at that or to check it out on YouTube, it's there. He's... It says quite a lot. It's a message for us that God loved us enough that he sent his one and only son to die, to live among us first, to preach, to teach. He would die for all humanity, but he also would resurrect on the third day. That's our hope. It's what we rejoice in. It's the message that I've been preaching about, the resurrection. You know, one day, it's all going to be said and done. No matter what's happening in the world today, we should not trouble our mind. Does it mean dismiss it? No. But our hope should be on glory, the glory of God. Our hope should be on the things of heaven. Sure, God gives us a life here. He gives us a mission, a call, but one day we will be with him in glory. That's our hope today. That's our reason to rejoice. There'll be no more sorrow, no more pain. You wipe away every tear. No more sadness, no more depression, no more this, no more that. No more medication, no more aches, no more pains. All of it will be done. What a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see. Amazing. The scripture is alive and well today. What's in chapter 5 is the hope for humanity today. It's the hope for you and I today. We cling to that promise. We thank God for his grace, the hope of glory. Shall we pray? Our gracious Lord and Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you that we can rejoice, even in the midst of suffering. But we don't want to suffer. But Lord, as the word says, suffering brings perseverance. Perseverance brings character. And character brings us hope. So Lord, we want to thank you for all that we've been through and all that we will go through. 
Lord, your word says that you would suffer, and you did. People rejected you. People said false things about you. But Lord, as Christians, you give us the strength, even in the midst of those situations. Lord, we live in a world today where there's so much going on. But we have a message of hope today that we can rejoice no matter what the circumstances is. That we can know a peace and a joy deep down in our hearts and in our minds, knowing that you go with us each and every day, knowing that whatever the situation is, you're there in the midst of it. Even though we don't see the end of it, or we don't see the light at the end of the tunnel, as they say, we know that you walk with us. We know that you talk with us. We know that your word speaks to us of many, many people that have went through situations. Lord, we're reminded of Job and all that he went through. We're reminded of all that he lost, but he kept the faith. Lord, we come into this world with nothing, and we leave this world with nothing. Possessions, money, cars, houses, whatever. We can't take it with us, but we can take the hope of glory with us. The hope of reigning or being in heaven with you one day. The hope of saying, holy, 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 worthy is the lamb that was slain. Glory to God today. That's our hope. Lord, we pray for those that don't know you as their personal Savior, that today can be that day, that they can confess that they're a sinner. As the Bible tells us that all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But Romans chapter 5 tells us that through one man, Adam, sin and death reigned. But through Christ Jesus, his sacrifice, his death, his resurrection, gave us the hope of reconciliation with God, to being justified, to being restored. Lord, that's the message the world needs to hear. That's the message that non-Christians need to hear. Lord, we do live in a world that is turned upside down sometimes. Lord, the news media, so much is happening but even in the midst of those situations, you are alive and well. You are the hope of glory. You are the hope for each and every one of us today. So Lord, we pray for those that don't know you, that today can be that day. You confess, you believe, you read the scriptures, you walk in the newness of life, and you find a Bible-believing church. We need to be in the fellowship of believers to encourage one another. Just like this podcast, we're encouraging you to walk, to re be rejoiced, to know joy, to know hope, to know a peace that passes all understanding. That's what it's all about today, folks. Even when we don't feel up to it, 
we can praise him in the midst of the storm. Because he is the same God that calmed the winds and the waves. He is the same God that created the heavens and the earth. He is the same God that longs for us to come home. Lord, I'm reminded of the prodigal son and the father as he stood there each and every day waiting for the son to come home. Lord, you stand each and every day looking for us to come home, looking for the lost to realize that their only hope is found in you. So, Lord, we pray for those that are walking in the newness of life today, that you will give them peace, you will give them joy, you will give them endurance, you will help them persevere, you will build character, and you will give them the hope of the glory of God today. We ask it in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So thank you for joining us on this Friday on Hope for Today with Pastor Doug. And we look forward to joining you on Monday with a new message of hope and encouragement. You have a great weekend. God bless and have a great day. Pastor Doug.